Petersfield's Shine Radio. Growing together with Claire Venice and Steve Amos on Petersfield's Shine Radio. Hello and Happy New Year. Thank you for joining us in Growing Together from Petersfield's Shine Radio. I'm Claire Venice and I'm delighted to be back at the Adhurst Estate Allotments with Allotment Chairman Steve Amos. Good morning. Morning, Steve. Happy New Year to you, Claire. Thank you, and to you too. You're How well? are you? I'm, I'm well, thank you. Well, I've been better. I've had this horrible virus thing that's been going around. There's a nasty lurgy, isn't there? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm trying not to cough, but we'll be all right. We'll be okay. <laughs> you and me both. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's hit a lot of people, but... Mm. Sitting here at the allotment space, what a beautiful morning we've it's got. It's glorious, the isn't it? The sun is on my back considering, and it's warm. Considering the weather we've had recently, mm. you, you said to me, let's try and dodge the rain showers. Yeah. And this morning is absolutely beautiful, isn't it? We chose a good one. We haven't. Yeah. We? we seem to be good at that, don't we? Touch wood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's weirdly mild, isn't it? I mean, I it's, we've been talking about this before and, and last year was a record year for temperatures. Mm. And it's a strange world that we live in really at the moment with regards to climate change it is isn't it it's a bit unnerving i think i mean daffodils are almost flowering which is bonkers you know the snowdrops haven't had a chance to come out yet and that's always first isn't it and then the daffodils but the daffodils in my garden seem to, certainly in the sheltered spots are almost ready to flower wow really which is bonkers that's crazy it is isn't it well i've noticed that there are buds quite substantial buds on my rose bushes oh really and i haven't cut them back yet <laughs> me neither actually <laughs> Let's get on with that. Yeah. Add it to the list of jobs to do. There are quite a few things to do in January. I mean, you think it's a quiet month, but if the weather's nice like this, there are jobs to do in the garden, definitely. There are lots of jobs to do. The only problem is it's so wet. The last thing you want to be doing is walking on your beds, compacting the soil. So digging is out, but there's still lots of other stuff to do. Well, I noticed as I walked down to your allotment plot, there's a gentleman already working and he's putting, is it wood chip you've got? Yep. Up there, so he's putting that down on his path. Yes. Just to sort of help, well, suppress the weeds, but also help the mushiness that Absolutely. we've got due yeah, to yeah, the wetness. Yeah. Now, there's, there's lots to do, and I think a lot of tidying, a lot of maintenance and stuff like that sort of goes on at this time. I'm waiting for my wood order to arrive so I can start replacing the wood on these beds, which is going to be a big job, but I think I've mentioned it before, but, you know, it's a necessary job. They're all falling apart. So a big bonfire of the old wood, if it'll burn because it's so wet. Yeah, that's my project. I'm literally just waiting on the wood to turn up. So as soon as that's here, we'll be all over it. Cracking on with that. Yes, exactly. And I guess you've got to do that sooner rather than later. Definitely before sort of, I guess, April time. Absolutely. Yeah, so we've got a few months here. I'd I'd want to get on with it, you know, on a day like this especially. And the evenings will start getting lighter soon as well, won't they? I can't wait for that. I know. I find the mornings so hard. It's so dark, isn't it? Morning's just difficult. I was saying the, other, <laughs> saying the other day, I think because we've had a two-week break over Christmas, where we may have laid in a little longer than usual, sort of getting up at normal time has been, oh my goodness, it's really dark. <laughs> I felt that this year too. I'm getting, I'm getting up at midnight, what's going on? <laughs> that's a bit like that. But actually, I have to say, I am really excited because we've just ordered a greenhouse. What, an actual proper greenhouse? An actual proper greenhouse. Fantastic. Nothing, nothing massive, you know, not all singing or dancing, but it's a proper greenhouse Brilliant. that I've been wanting for years. How exciting. I'm really excited. And so I've got to dismantle my little lean-to greenhouse that's been there for about 10 years. Yep. And the door's breaking, all sorts of stuff. It's worked, but it's time, I think, to, to move on to an bigger upgrade. and better. Yeah. Fantastic. That's very exciting. But I'm a little bit nervous because actually in the autumn, I did plant an awful lot of annuals. Right. Which I've never done before, but it, because it was mild for so long, yes. in November time I planted quite a lot of annual seeds, which have all come up and they're all doing fine, but I've got to take them out and probably put them 
in the kitchen on windowsills until the greenhouse is Yeah, I suppose, yeah, yeah. Have a working party. Maybe get, I should do that. Get everyone involved. Get the greenhouse up quickly. How big a greenhouse have you bought, so Derek? Eight by six. Super. Yeah, perfect size. Might be room for a little armchair in the corner. No, 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 no. <laughs> Once you've got some staging up in a greenhouse, it's really important to have a bit of staging. One, to do your prep, and two, then to put pots on and what have you. And then the other side, tubs of tomatoes and cucumbers and what have you. Ah. I'm excited for yeah, you. Yeah, well, thank That's you. That's brilliant. <laughs> I have been making lists, and now is actually a really good time to do that, isn't it? it to sit down absolutely. and write down what you want to grow this year. So, of course, I'm, I'm increasing my lists because I have a, a bigger greenhouse, greenhouse space. Fantastic. That's Thrill. very exciting. More chilies. Well, I bought a, a heated propagator last year. So, this weekend, tomatoes are going in it. I'm, are they really? Yeah, I'm going to start early sowing some tomatoes and peppers. You know, peppers and chilies which do take, chilies and peppers do take quite a while to grow. So the earlier you get them in, and if you've got the luxury of having a, a heated propagator, it'll give them a real good head start as well. Good so, plants. So that's, that's going in. Because I'm doing a few plant sales this year. Obviously we've got the Steep Flower Show plant sale. So I want to get ahead of the game for that. And then my girlfriend's son is still fundraising for his um, European adventure with the Scouts. Still needs about 800 pounds. So plant a load of plants for him as well. Nice yeah. plans. Yeah, yeah. I was going to yeah. ask you if you have any more projects because obviously last year was Project Carrot and Parsnips. Parsnips, yeah. Are you going to do that again this year? I'm going to do the same again this year because it worked really, really well. I'm really pleased with Project Carrot and Parsnip. I'm going to do exactly the same. Already ordered the same seed. The beds need a little bit of prep. I've nearly finished all the carrots. There's still a couple left. We had them for Christmas dinner. Did you? Crisp carrots and parsnips, one each. <laughs> well, what I say one each, one for the family, the three of us. They're massive. Yeah, they yeah, they're they? huge. Yeah. <laughs> really Absolutely big. huge. But the only other project really different this year is the beds. I want to get get that done. That will take some time and replace a number of the supports for the for the dahlia beds as well because they're all rotten with all this lovely damp weather we've had. Oh my goodness, I know. We need it. Well, we do. But <laughs> I suppose the only other thing I'm going to do, my raspberries, I think, have come, come to the end of their productive life. They've been in probably eight or nine years because I inherited them when I took this plot on. So they've probably been in eight, nine, possibly 10, 11 years. So they're coming out. So I'm going to go and see the guys over at Southern Fruit Trees and get some, some new raspberry canes. Just autumn raspberry canes and uh, just redo the bed. So a bit of prep needs doing over there as well. Of course, yes. Autumn raspberries. I actually, I was looking at mine yesterday and I haven't cut them down. Oh, now you not. can cut them down cut right them. to the ground. Yep, cut them inches off the ground. I think I was sort of, because of that cold snap we had mm. just before Christmas and then Christmas came and so did the lurgy. I haven't had a chance. I've got a bit of catching up to do. Yeah. But yeah, the autumn raspberries can be cut right back down to right the ground. Right back, yeah, literally just a, an inch or two above the ground. Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of autumn raspberries over your summer raspberries because obviously the summer ones you have to thin out this year's growth to let last year's growth fruit this year it's such a faff people say to me oh what raspberries should i grow in autumn autumn raspberries and they fruit for so long they're lovely yeah. and they're extra little treats aren't they, they are, as the brilliant. end of the year draws near exactly. and of course yes it's still bare root season definitely yeah and the choice fruit. the choice of bare root fruit bushes and trees is is fantastic you get much more choice than you do sort of going by and potted stuff if you fancy planting a tree or fruit bushes then now's absolutely the time to do it and as you mentioned southern fruit trees great guys up yeah, there at Blackmore yeah. really really knowledgeable so yeah. um, and not just fruit trees as well but sort of hedgerow stuff and native trees as well to this country you can get them bare root now as well and the woodland trust and people like that offer great deals if you've got a bit of land or you know you want to plant a couple of trees or a new hedgerow in your garden now is absolutely the time to do it again bare root planting is, is so much easier and cheaper talking of trees christmas tree yes did you get a real one this year last year we bought an artificial tree and we had a, a real tree as well this year i drew the line under two trees mm -hmm. said, no we're not having two 
So we just had the artificial tree, but where to get rid of them? Did you have a real one? We had, yes, actually, we did two, but we did, did one you? small one. Oh, okay. A little two-foot one that's potted. Okay. So it'll go back in the garden. Yep. I'm not actually going to plant it in the garden. I was going to say you're going to plant it, no. It will just grow massive, won't <laughs> it? So I'm going to keep it in a pot. I will increase the size of the pot because I think it needs it. But yeah, I'm, I'm actually really excited to have a tree that we can bring in Excellent. every year. What, what are you going to do with the other one then? Well, the other one we use for firewood. Okay. But I was reading actually that there are various different things you can do with your Christmas tree. You can take the branches off and cover them in butter or margarine and put sunflower seeds on and things like that for the birds. Oh, right. Pop okay. them up, up in your garden somewhere, okay. which I thought was actually a really That's lovely a thing a to do. Idea. A bit um, messy. A little bit messy, but maybe a bit of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I might try it. I quite fancy Go that. Go for it. Just take a picture. Yeah, I will do. Yeah. I will do. Yeah. I'll do that. And people can cut up the trunk use it for wood or actually even just use bits of trunk for around the garden as extra habitats for, right, yeah. for wildlife. Stack them up. Or just leave the whole tree in a corner somewhere for wildlife in the winter because yeah. it's another area where they can go and Absolutely. shelter a bit. Yeah, so yeah. quite interesting things you can do with a tree if you're not desperate to get rid of it straight away. The thing is that I think Christmas trees hang around for ages, don't they? <laughs> I, th I think one year, I think March, <laughs> I think I got rid of the Christmas tree. I took it to the tip. But uh, we, we, we took the plunge last year and, and got a, an artificial one, which, which is lovely, actually. Yeah, well, there's lots of different arguments, aren't there? To and for having, having Christmas trees, whether they're real or not. And they're real. so expensive, Christmas trees. Bonkers money. Which is why I got a real one, actually. You know, a, a potted one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I thought, well, actually, that's going to be... It's going to grow every year, get a little bit bigger, and it will... You'll you know, get to a stage where we won't be able to lift it. Yes, I know. You'll have to decorate it. I'll get some outside lights and put, decorate it Oh, outside. that's great, too. Yeah, I'm all exactly. for that. Yeah, all love for it. that. Love it. So, Steve, what else is going on? I, I've planted some sweet pea seeds just recently. I know some people plant them earlier on in the autumn. Some people plant them just before Christmas. I don't like to plant them too early because they can get a bit leggy, but mm. I've, I've started to plant my sweet peas. Have well, you I, got yours in yet? Not yet, no. The tin from the seed I saved is just around the corner there in my basket to take home to plant this weekend along with the tomato seeds. And the other thing I've already planted are onion seeds. And again, another long growing season. They've gone into the, the heated propagator, started to show themselves already. But I was reading an article the other day about if you're not showing onions, an interesting way of planting them for an efficient use of space is growing them in clumps. So in each module, when you sow a seed, rather than sow one seed per module, sow three or four seeds per module. And then when they're ready to plant out, don't separate them, just plant them as a plug of three or four onions and they grow in a, a nice little clump. So where you would have one onion growing and then space, you have three or four. So it doesn't harbour their no, growth at all? No. It's a little bit like shallots, I suppose. Yes, then. yeah, I suppose, yeah. Okay. Individually planting shallots. That's interesting. I wonder if you could do that with bulbs as well, with the with the onion bulbs. Don't know. Maybe. Give it a go. Try that. Yeah. Definitely space saving. Absolutely. Isn't it? Yeah, if you've not got a lot of space, obviously we've got more space than I can shake a stick out of here. Yeah, yeah. And of course I show them, so growing them together will misshape them. So if you're not fussed about pretty veg, then it could be a good way of doing it. Exactly. New things to try. Exactly. It's good to look at that. Well, talking of new things, there is a new florist in town opening up in January and I went to visit her. She's called Maya Smith and her shop's called Maya's Flowers. So I went along and had a little chat with her about what their hopes are for the new shop. There's a new florist's in town called Maya's Flowers and I'm in the shop just before it opens with owner Maya and her mum Charlotte. Hello both of you. Hi. Hi. Great to see you. The shop is about to open. How does that feel? Yeah, it's going to be good, hopefully. We're a bit nervous, but it'll get there. It'll be good. Yeah, looking forward to it. Now, this isn't the first time you've had a shop, is it? You were in Selborne before. How long were you in Selborne with your shop? 
So we were in Selborne for about five years, I would say. And what made you want to move to Lavent Street in Petersfield? Well, we love this street because there's a lot of personal businesses, like single businesses, and um, this shop came up and it suited our theme and everything, and we just love Petersfield, really. Now, you're a florist at heart. When did your interest in flowers start? Um, It started actually when I was 16, so I was just leaving school, and then I went to train at Covent Garden Academy of Flowers in London, and I've basically just done floristry since leaving school, so yeah, quite a while. And what do you like best about being a florist? I like making people happy with our bouquets. That's just the best thing to see someone smile on their face after receiving a really nice bouquet. How often do you make bouquets? We'll be making them every day because they're going to be the main thing that we sell when it comes to opening the shop. They're nice so, and fresh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So where do you source your flowers from? So we use a company in Southampton that get them in from Holland, but when it comes to summer, there's a lot of local um, flower growers, so we try and use a few of the local flower growers around as well. Do you grow your own flowers at all? No, unfortunately, we are not the best in that way. <laughs> we would like to. It's something that we yeah. might look into, because we have got a big plot of land at my house, so it's something that we might look into, but if anyone wants to offer some advice, brilliant. We're yeah. welcome to advice. Yeah. <laughs> Need to listen to growing together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. It's a good time to start thinking about it, isn't it? Maybe this year could be the year that you start to dabble and experiment a bit. Yeah, it will be, because it's a big change for us, so it will be a big change on trying new things. Well, the shop looks amazing. When do you actually open? So we have a full day on Saturday, but we're opening Friday for an open evening with a free glass of Prosecco. It's a lovely way to start. What made you want to move from Selborne to Petersfield? Selborne was a really nice area, but it wasn't a busy area for shopping. So we wanted somewhere that was a bit busier. We've been looking for shops in Petersfield for quite some time. Um, And then I just came across this shop and I was like, yeah, we need to go for it. So we went for it and we're hoping it's going to be a good one. Now, January... So many people order flowers in January? In January, obviously it's after Christmas, so it is quite a quiet time. But with February coming up and Valentine's Day, we're hoping to get a few orders in. And yeah, it should um, still be busy. Nice ease into the year and ease into your shop. Uh, We also want to run for at least three months a free bouquet on the last day of every month for somebody who's really deserving. So if people can follow us on Instagram and Facebook and maybe put forward somebody that needs a nice bunch of flowers, we'd happily deliver them from us as well. So we're going to do it for the first three months at least. Oh, that's a lovely idea. So how can people find you online? Our best way of finding us probably would be Instagram obviously the at and then Myers Flowers joined together and we've probably got a website coming up soon. And Facebook obviously and the the way we spell Maya is very confusing because it's M-A-I-A-S. Oh it's wonderful to meet you both. Best of luck with the shop. I look forward to coming in and smelling the lovely flowers. Thank you. Excellent. So Steve what are your hopes, your gardening hopes for 2023? Well I've been given a bit of grief over the last few months about not being at the allotment very often. So my commitment to my fellow allotmenteers is is to come up here a bit more often. The last few months has been really busy and no one believes me. So it's trying to find a balance. So that's that's my commitment for 2023 to my fellow allotmenteers. Other than that, I'm going to have a little go at going a little bit further afield with my showing this year. A bit of pressure from a couple of guys that show locally as well to venture into the sort of Southern National Veg Championships. So uh, with a bit of luck and a following wind, I might give that a go this year as well. A bit nerve-wracking. Yeah. But um, good thing. Give it a go. Yeah. You can only learn. Well, exactly. Yep. That's what I love about this time of year. It all feels new. Yeah, exactly. And anything's possible. 
we're always talking about what's next, what's next, what's next. But that's gardening, isn't it? There's always something to do and there's always something to plan and there's always something to look forward to. And there's still stuff to eat now. You know, your brassicas are still going strong. The leeks, I've still got leeks that I'm pulling out. And as I already said, carrots and parsnips. Parsnips are done. I've just got a couple of carrots left as well. So, And onions. I've still got some onions. Wow. You had a good crop last year, didn't you? Yeah, they were, not a massive crop, but yeah, they seem to have lasted really well. Some nice kids' voices. Oh, children, children on the allotment. Children. That is brilliant. Well, that's the little school. They've got the plot a few down from me where they, they manacle the kids together and walk them from the little school in sheet because they've got no outside space there. So, uh, yeah, they're coming behind us, look. They're on a march. Oh, how lovely. <laughs> all, all chain gang together. Look at that. How great. What a lovely <laughs> thing to do. How frequently do they come down here? Oh, every day. When it's nice. Yeah. But it's, it's just, if it's not raining, they come down every day. Oh, all wrapped nice. up in their waterproofs. Morning. Hello. You okay? Hi, guys. Hi there. Morning. Morning. Hello. Well, talking of things to look forward to in 2023, I met up with Anne-Marie Powell, who hasn't been on Growing Together for a, a few months, but it was really lovely to see I was see a much poorer replacement, wasn't No, I? not at all. <laughs> it keeps growing and changing, and just like the garden, you know, that's a yeah. brilliant thing. Okay, good. So, um, really lovely to catch up with Anne-Marie and, and hear what her gardening plans are for 2023. Anne-Marie, Happy New Year. It's so lovely to see you. Always a pleasure to see you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? It's great to have you back on Growing Together. Yeah, I'm excited about this coming year, quite honestly. Everyone thinks that January is a really boring time in the garden, but I'm out here every single morning before work just seeing what's pushing through, just to get through the month of January, to be honest. So, you know, just having that odd five minute first thing in the morning if I can catch a glimmer of it if I happen to hop home from work in the afternoon I'm just out here just seeing and you can see look we've got loads of little bulbs coming up this table I've got about 20 small pots in there and they're all filled with reticulata dwarf irises and, and they're putting their little nubs above the soil level now which is super exciting. So I think you do like most of us do look on a daily basis to see what's coming out and <laughs> how much more has it grown just in the last 24 hours because we're all anxious aren't we for that, that new growth to come through. Yeah for sure and my sweet peas that I always sow the day after Boxing Day they're all come up so they're in the cold greenhouse now and I've got my cobaya which is a huge great climber which you need to the seeds off early in the year so you get the flowers later in the year they've all started to come up and spring through so yeah it's exciting January can be exciting it's all about how you choose to look at it and if you're a gardener there's always something to look forward to isn't there there is and actually we stood here on your deck out in your back garden and like you said your pots are full of exciting things already to come for the year so do you have any specific gardening wants desires for 2023 what are you looking forward to in your gardening world well my um, next door neighbor is not using their greenhouse and we very conveniently when the children were small had a, a gate put in between the gardens at the bottom so i'm able to just pop through and use her unheated greenhouse I sowed loads of hardy annuals in about October last year and I just this weekend just sort of pricked them out and potted them on this past weekend. But the greenhouse means that I can grow a huge array of stuff that I've never been able to grow before. I've gone completely bonkers with seed and I've sorted it all out now by month order. You should see March. There must be about 50 packets of seed. I'd be a lunatic to sow them all. My garden is not that big, but it'll be great to just grow them on and then give them away as presents. 
So March, we, I'm not sewing much now, if at all, because the daylight hours aren't long enough. And so your seeds, if they start sprouting, will get very etiolated and long. I'm having to sit on my hands, even though I've got itchy fingers, and wait until the green light of the longer days come, you know, March. Yeah. Oh, so lots of plans afoot for yeah. what you're going to sow. And in regards to work, you have your own garden design company. How is that going? What plans have you got this year? Oh, goodness me. We had such a busy year last year. We were out in Philadelphia. We did a show in America and we won the American Environmental Award, which I was really pleased about, the American Horticultural Society, the equivalent of the RHS over there. So I was delighted about that. Amongst other awards, we won three there. We got five stars at Chelsea. We've got tons of different awards, professional awards for various pieces of work, Sopple House, the work that we've done at Wisley, because, you know, we designed two and a half acres up there. So this year, we are taking a year off from doing any shows and doing any kind of um, awards because we have got tons of really huge projects on that I can't tell you about at the moment because they're all in planning. And until we get the green light, there are some huge landmark projects that we're working on, which is super super exciting so that sounds incredible congratulations thank you do you know I'm really fortunate that I chose well in my mid-20s about what I wanted to do for a job and um, although work is work sometimes often I don't feel like I'm working so because it's what I do all day long anyway if if I could is just have something to do with plants and gardens because my goodness me it doesn't help us get through the day (laughs) It does. And like you said about coming out every day in January, into your garden, you do that every day, do you? Every single day I'll come out. And sometimes if I have an early meeting <laughs> and I have to leave here at seven because it doesn't get light before eight, really. And that's even with the day getting longer now, is I'll put a head torch on and just come and inspect at least around straight out the back door just to see what's going on. Because... When you're a gardener, you've always got something to look forward to. And no matter what you're going through in your life or how rubbishy a day you've had, you come out into your garden and it just gives you hope. You've got something, haven't you, to look forward to. And it's very special. So it's not just what it does for you and your mental health and your sense of well-being. It's about your place in the world. It's about what you're doing to encourage wildlife into your garden and support those networks. So it's an all-encompassing global thing. And these sort of small acts that we do as gardeners, they all add up to make a gigantic change. If only the politicians would listen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I remember when we first started growing together and it was in 2020, we'd just been through the first lockdown. The second lockdown was sort of imminent. And you started your My Real Garden Instagram page, and that has grown and grown and grown. You found a quite incredible gardening community through that, haven't you? Yeah, I absolutely love it. Um, I'm very grateful for that community because as my garden design practice really ground to a halt because we deal with some high-end projects and they all got put on hold during lockdown, I just didn't really know what I was going to do with my time and my day. So I just thought, okay, I'm just going to go live every day. I used to present a lot of television programmes back in the day in the late 90s early 90s and um, yeah so I just started going live and I went live every day for 100 days didn't think it would be that long I thought the lockdowns would be maybe you know two weeks something like that didn't we all think it would be no time at all but what I found was this amazing community of keen home gardeners who are just really excited and interested in learning and sharing. And I sort of feel 
with the Instagram community that what I give out, I certainly get back in spades, to excuse the pun, because I'm constantly learning too. So, you know, I design gardens and that's putting together plants, but there are so many plants in my 25 years professionally working in horticulture that I don't even know yet. So Instagram gives me that community. It gives me new ideas. And, you know, more than anything else, I try to post almost every day because it keeps me gardening. I love that. It's almost like an online gardening diary where everybody's cheering you along. And I've got 52,000 followers now. It's a lot. And I'm so grateful for every single one of them. And they all talk to each other and they meet up. And and for a lot of people who aren't in horticulture, gardening can be quite a solitary business. So to share that passion with others is just a really special thing, I think. Yeah, absolutely. It's been lovely to see you, Anne-Marie. Thank you very much. Great to see your garden again. And happy 2023 gardening. And the very same to you, Claire. Come again at some point, won't you? I'd love to. The other thing I want to talk to you about, actually, is seeds and growing things by seed. And yep. actually collecting your own seed, which I know you do and I do. Yep. Not of everything, but... There isn't a seed swap in Petersfield, is there? But I'm going to hopefully go to a seed swap in Brighton at the beginning oh, right, okay. of February. They have Seedy Sunday, which is apparently the longest running seed swap in the UK. Oh, fantastic. 21 years this well, year they're celebrating. At our AGM we had a little seed swap. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. we just encourage people to bring old packets of seeds down and you know, just put them on the table and other people to help themselves. Of course, we used to have the, the potato fair. But unfortunately, Pennards have stopped doing the potato fairs now, so which is a real shame because that was a great event. Yeah, no, I think a seed swap's a great idea. It's because it encourages people to try something new yeah. and to share what they have as well. And I, and again, I love it's that. gardeners getting together, isn't it? People just like to talk, don't they? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And that's, again, you share ideas and that's where you learn, isn't it? Yeah. You just yeah, yeah. So maybe, maybe at one point, Steve, we might be able to get, possibly we could get We'll, we'll start a, a new revolution. Swap. Start a seed swap in Petersfield. I think it's a good idea. I mean, there's three allotments in and around Petersfield, isn't there? There's ourselves, there's Sheet, and there's Tillmore Gardens. And, you know, there's lots of gardeners in Petersfield, isn't there? So it'll probably take a little bit of work. You know, the first one, probably three people will turn up. <laughs> you, me and somebody else. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but word spreads, doesn't it? So it could be, could be a project. I think it'd be a nice thing to do. Yeah, I mean, there's already the, the Facebook page, isn't there? Petersfield Veg and Plant Swap, which I've used, actually, mm. when I had excess redcurrant bushes. OK. Little baby ones sprung out and I didn't need all those. Maybe we could put a post on there to see if people would be up for an actual seed swap. Yeah, let's try it'd that. It would be a start, wouldn't it? It would be. There we go. I think it'd be great. There's a I'll really lovely... Will you do that? I'll, I'll, I'll send a message to them. Oh, that would be wonderful. There Thank you, you Steve. Right. I think there is a, a really lovely gardening community here, not just at the allotment, but in the Petersfield area. Mm. So to get everyone together, share ideas... Share secrets. About secrets. Oh, I don't know, Steve. I know you have a number of secrets up your sleeve. (laughs) Now, I'm more than happy to share because I've been been told secrets and they're not really secrets. It's just just what other people do, isn't it? That works well. Yeah, and it's the information you need at that time. Exactly. Let's give it a go. Okay, sounds good. Excellent. Steve, it's been really lovely catching up with you again. I'm so thrilled we could come down here in January. I know, it's brilliant. I've loved it. It's been great. Really, really lovely. Good to see you. Good gardening plans for this year. Absolutely. So we would love to hear from you. If you have a question for Steve or I, or you'd just like to say hi, you can contact us on Petersfield 555500 or you can email team at shineradio.uk. Happy gardening. Growing together. New every month and always online at shineradio.uk. 
Could you be the welcoming face of a famous Petersfield hotel, bar and coffee bar? The Old Drum is now recruiting front-of-house staff to work in its historic Chapel Street premises. If you're experienced in hotel, bar or cafe work or the hospitality industry, then the Old Drum can offer you mixed shifts with sociable hours and no late nights. You'll need to be responsible and reliable. Pay is competitive. You'll be trained in barista work. And there's a choice of full or half-time roles starting immediately. Contact Maria at The Old Drum for more information or send your CV to info at theolddrum.com.